to Laura Asks About Motherhood, where I, Laura Pruitt, ask my guests about their experiences of being a mom. Today's guest is a lady who works as a nurse practitioner in a practice that addresses infectious diseases. So she's been working a lot with COVID patients in the last couple of years. Oh my gosh, God bless. She is divorced (laughs) and she just recently got engaged. She has four kids, Bryce, who is 20, Ariana, who is 18, Allison, who is 14, and Brayden, who is 12. Please welcome my aunt Andrea. Hey, Laura. Hey. <laughs> Thank you. Hey. <for> <laughs> of course. Thanks for coming on. So, did you always know that you wanted kids? I did. I did. Um, even from a really young age, I that's something that I really um, was just really drawn to. You know, it's it's funny. The older that I've gotten, and you know, you kind of make friends from all kinds of um, aspects in life, and uh, having friends a couple of years ago that just were not interested in having kids, you know, that was, I had a hard time with that, you know, just my own personal weirdness, I guess, but I, I have always wanted to have kids, but I can certainly appreciate, you know, um, people's insight when they don't want to have kids. And so it, you know, it's just kind of a nice mix. I I kind of understand the gamut from both sides now. (laughs) Yeah. And I've been on both sides now for a long time. I did not want kids, but now I do. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, <laughs> no, I totally get it. It's, you know, it's, I, I think so much of it, you know, is influenced too by the way that we grow up and, you know, are we close to our siblings and, you know, what kind of experiences that we had. And um, so I can definitely appreciate both sides of it now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, how old were you when you became a mom? So I had my first son, Bryce, when I was 22 years old. I had been married for about almost two years at that point. And yeah, I was young, super young. Um, how did your age affect your mothering or did it? It did. It did. Um, in some ways, I wish that I would have waited until I was a little bit older to have kids. I definitely feel like I lacked maturity. I lacked a lot of patience, you know, and I think that especially my older kids have, you know, kind of had to pay the price for it. Um, And, you know, just the fact and having to go back to school and having to do a lot of things that I, you know, probably would have been smarter for me to do when I was younger, instead of having to do it like as a single mom, I think that probably would have been more beneficial to them. But, you know, here we are, you live and learn and life is life. You can't change it. So Mm -hmm. what was it like to shift to the role of mom? It was hard. It was really hard. I had horrible, horrible postpartum depression. And I have always been, you know, really hard on myself. And I just didn't even recognize that I had postpartum depression until like years later, kind of looking back. And so just making that shift and now being responsible for somebody else and dealing with all my own very difficult emotions, you know, it's just kind of like this roller coaster emotionally and physically so it was it was a really hard transition oh i'm so sorry to hear that yeah yeah it sucks for anybody that's gone through postpartum like i totally feel for them it's really really difficult yeah yeah that's a concern i have but i feel like mm, 
maybe if I, if I have my eyes wide open to it, <laughs> maybe it'll be better. I don't know. I'll, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. I think that um, if you have somebody that you can talk to about it, you know, and mm-hmm. kind of more self-awareness, you know, like if you can, I, I really, I didn't even know I was going through it. I just thought that, you know, it was just, Oh, I was just thought it was normal to like be sad and cry all the time. Mm. Um, but I know it's so terrible. I wish I could talk to like 22 year old Andrea and like give her a hug. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, did becoming a mom change the way others saw you or treated you? Yes and no. When I was, you know, in my twenties and my thirties, um, I was very active, um, member of the church of my church at the time. Um, and so inside the church, it was very normal, you know, it's kind of like expected. There's a lot of young moms, a lot of us kind of going through the same thing, but, um, outside of my, you know, church social circle, it, it, I think it was kind of strange for my friends to see me having kids so young, especially like my high school friends that they were still in college and still, you know, kind of exploring different avenues of life, you know, here in South Florida. So in that, in that sense, I think that it was, that I was kind of treated a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did becoming a mom change the way you saw others or treated others? What do you mean? Uh, I don't know. Did did your perspective on other people change once you had kids? Yeah, I mean, probably, you know, it definitely made me more appreciative of how difficult of a job it was, you know, and to have like more respect for, you know, things not always being so perfect, you know, um, Mm -hmm. for other people's lives. And so it just kind of softens you all the way around, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. (laughs) Were any of your kids planned? They were all planned. Did that affect the way you mother? I don't know. I, you know, I don't know any different. And so I, I think that when they were, especially when they were little, I think that I was a good mom. You know, I think that I, because I wanted them so much and because, you know, I felt like I thought that I was ready at the time. I, I think, you know, I, th- I think that it was an active choice for us. And so, you know, we were like very, very obviously hands-on, you know. Cool. Um, so you mentioned uh, divorcing my uncle Mike and then single parenting and you recently got engaged. So what has that journey been like parenting with a partner without a partner? So, you know, when I say single parent, you know, it's not, it's kind of like this weird place to be at because you're, you're like a single parent. So the way that we do it, um, we, I have the kids one week and then he has the kids one week. So I'm kind of like a single parent for a week, you know, and only because there's just not somebody actively here, you know, hands-on all the time where if, you know, we were still married, we would just kind of be doing everything together all the time. Um, I'm lucky that he is very, very involved in the kids' lives. It is, that is a really hard transition because you, you think that, you know, and you know that it's going to affect your kids to get divorced, you know, and you kind of think that you're expecting it, but then just stuff kind of pops up that you're never thought that would pop up, you know, like um, one of my daughters was just having like a lot of mental health issues. And I think a lot of it stemmed from the divorce, you know, and then I think this eating disorder kind of popped up. And so it's just kind of, you're, you're, again, you're juggling your own, you know, for me, I was mourning the loss of that family unit, the loss of my marriage, um, even though I knew it was the right thing to do, but you're still mourning it, you know, like nobody wants to go through divorce. 
But at the same time, like you have to be there for your kids because it's kind of, it's just absolutely just shattering their world too. And so, you know, doing that in the beginning, it's just, you have to be very like tender with yourself and just very low expectations. Just like, Hey, if I could just make it through the day today without screaming at everybody, then I've had a good day. And then, you know, just kind of as time goes on, I, I came into a routine for myself um, at that time, I was still doing bedside nursing. And so I knew the weeks that I had the kids, I did my shifts that I had to do the weeks that I didn't have the kids, I would work overtime and do all the extra things, you know, tried to be as hands on with them as, as I could. Um, and then I decided to go back to school to get my master's degree. And, you know, it's just a lot of sacrifice. It's just a lot of hard work, a lot of nights, you know, staying up any vacations that we took, I had my laptop with me everywhere, you know, I was constantly writing papers, studying. And you just it just kind of becomes the new norm. You know, you kind of, when you imagine your life when you're younger, you think it's going to be this certain way and then it just doesn't turn out that way, but then you kind of figure it out, you know, it just works out in the long run, you know, and now, um, their father and I, uh, Mike, you know, we have a really good system. We talk pretty much every single day, you know, we're, I mean, I guess you could say we're kind of friends, you know, like we don't, you know, there's definitely boundaries to boundaries there but we co-parent well together um and you know at the end of the day it's all about the kids you know because it's not their fault they're just you know you don't want them to be collateral damage and you know something that has gone wrong for your for your life but but it's been okay it's been okay it's been a long journey but it's been okay now that's good something you said i think applies to a lot of life like when there's a huge transition, just to be really tender with yourself and just yeah. to take, like have really low expectations. So hopefully Troy and I will never get divorced. I don't see that happening, but you never know what life will bring. I mean, I love him dearly. Troy, I love you. <laughs> I don't want that to happen. <laughs> but if that does happen, then like just be tender with myself or like I have a really, really, really hard time with transition. So like we dated for four years because I could not imagine the idea of getting married. <laughs> <laughs> it took forever for him to talk me into it. Um, it was a four year long discussion. Yeah. Anyway. So the idea of becoming a mom seems like such a huge transition. So it's just, it's just a good reminder to be really tender with myself and to have super, like maybe even no expectations, just take it as it comes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I think that sometimes we do set up these expectations for ourselves. And I think in a lot of aspects of life, that's okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm certainly glad that I had an expectation for myself to do well in school so that I could have a better future financially for myself. But, you know, I think in other aspects of life, it's okay to not have any expectations. You know, at the end of the day, you know, what does it matter if my house is clean? You know, if my kids are miserable, you know, it's funny. I just recently got a new car and we were outside and we were kind of cleaning out the garage and just doing stuff, you know, and my boyfriend or my fiance, oops, sorry. <laughs> he accidentally, you know, like hosed down the car and we had, it had just gotten cleaned and it looked perfect and everything. And I think that maybe 10, 15 years ago, I would have been so livid and been like, what are you doing? Why did you get this brand new, beautiful sparkling car wet? And now I have to clean it all over again. And now it's just kind of like, who cares? You know, it's just, it's fine. It's a stupid car. You know, none of it really, really matters at the end of the day. Yeah. Just focusing. Yeah. Focusing on what truly does matter and not letting little annoyances get too big. Yeah. Yes. It's a life lesson that I feel like I have to learn over and over again. <laughs> we all do. I swear to God, yeah. we all do. <laughs> <laughs> 
anyway, um, how does your spirituality affect your mothering? I, I don't know. Spirituality, you know, uh, I was a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from the time that I was about 13, and I stopped being an active member probably about seven years ago. And so I think that my, my vision of spirituality has greatly changed to where before it was more like defined in religious terms. And now for me, it's defined in the inner peace that I have with myself and the inner peace that I can bring to my children and to, you know, my fiance and just to the people that are around me. And to me, when I feel inner peace and when I feel like I can be a part in bringing that to the people around me, that to me is the greatest spirituality that I could feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. More about having inner peace and a connection with it, like a good connection with people mm-hmm. around you. Yeah. 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 Because having that good connection with people around you, some, where you feel at peace with each other, you know, it all works together. It helps have your inner peace. For me, yes. anyway. Yeah. It would be a lot harder if there was tension in the household to have inner peace. <laughs> it, it is. You know, I grew up with a lot of contention at home. I, you know, my parents had been divorced, remarried, divorced, remarried. I think I went through like five divorces and marriages as a kid growing up. And you know, as adults, we want to kind of recreate what we're used to, you know, to me, contention at home and fighting signify it was like comfortable to me, you know, and I really had to get to a point where I had to sit down and really look at myself and think like, do I want to keep passing this on? I don't, you know, and I had to make a lot of really hard changes and to recognize, you know, like, what is my spirituality going to be, you know, like who I have to be comfortable with who I am, I have to be grounded, I have to you know, pass on certain things to my kids. And so that was what became my spirituality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That takes a lot of work. It is. It's so much work and it's so hard. (laughs) Yeah. So good for you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. How does your culture affect your mothering? So I live in South Florida and the culture here can be it's kind of uh, this funny thing. It can be this really hard thing and it can be this really great thing too. We're lucky that we have so much diversity. So I love that my kids are so keenly aware of different religions and cultures. Um, But by the same token, they're also exposed to a lot more, which is the hard part. And so I think the way that, you know, I was raised, I'm 43 now, is very different in the way that I have to raise my kids. I have to be very open and honest with them. I have to talk to them about the uncomfortable things because unfortunately, the culture that we're surrounded by, you know, in society, I guess, um, forces that or else it's very easy for them to get lost in it. And I'm Hispanic and their dad is not. And so there's also throws that into the mix. So it's, I always feel like it's a balance of, you know, kind of taking the best out of all of what's surrounding us and then just making them very aware of the negativity and trying to help them not to fall into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Having lots of conversations. Yes. Yeah. It's hard because I feel like, you know, the way, the way that I grew up, we just didn't talk about certain things, you know, and things were very taboo and you don't, you know, you don't talk about sexuality and, you know, you don't talk about, um, I don't know, drugs or, you know, people that are so different from you. And, and we do, we have those conversations now. 
which I think is important. It's good to be more open than less. Right. In my opinion. Yeah. When I'd rather them have, you know, a fair chance and understanding that, you know, I don't want their knowledge of the things in the world to be from TikTok, you know? Sure. I, I want them to know like, Hey, your mother has an opinion on these things and let me tell you why. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's that's also been something that's been very important to us as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I'm just processing. I'm imagining myself (laughs) (laughs) with our future kids, what that's going to look like. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you have to, you know, and, and you'll, you know, like you'll, Every, everybody's so different, you know, and your kids will be so tailored to you. You'll be so in tune to what they need. And so, you know, you'll do great. Yeah. Thanks. I hope so. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> um, so what kind of relationship do you have with your mom? I have a interesting relationship with my mom. I, her and I, she's still very, very religious. Um, my mom is very, very kind hearted. Uh, I think sometimes to the point of being a little bit naive. Um, and I've kind of always been the black sheep of the family. You know, I'm the only one that's divorced. I, am the only one that doesn't go to church. Um, I'm the most outspoken in my family. You know, it's very, fairness is very important to me. And I think my mom has a hard time with coming to the realization that she has a daughter that's so outspoken sometimes. Um, and you know, we bump heads sometimes. Um, I, yeah, I think it's kind of gotten better. I think that she's been good about kind of accepting me as for who I am. And I've tried to, you know, just recognize that that's how she is too, you know, and, and it's okay. Like I love her how she is and I hope that she can love me how I am too, but it's definitely had its ups and downs. It's definitely been rocky at times. Mm-hmm that mother daughter relationship is so hard to navigate. It's crazy. <laughs> it can be. Yeah. yeah. It's so emotional. It's very emotional. It's very, it's tough. It's very tough. But, you know, I feel like it, there are things in that mother daughter relationship that kind of trigger, you know, these like emotions inside of you. And you're just like, Whoa, what did that, where did that come from? You know, I have to process this now. Okay. Let me take a step back and do that first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, did your relationship with your mom change after you became a mom? Yeah, it did. I, you know, my mom was also very hands-on with my kids when they were little and she was, she was very good about being there for me and helping. She had, she did have a hard time when I got divorced. It was very hard for her. I think nobody wants to see their daughter go through a divorce and especially she had been divorced too. So, you know, I think that maybe there was a like kind of a, like an aspect of guilt in there, but definitely, you know, we became closer through my children for sure. That's nice. Um, you kind of touched on this in these questions now, but how does your relationship with your mom affect the way you mother? I don't know if this is a mean thing to say, but I, I try that. I try to remember the things that were hard for me, the things that my mom and I butted heads about. And I try to remember that with my girls and I try to not do that. And then I try to remember the things that my mom's done that has really been helpful. And I try to emulate that as well. You know, I, I think it's, I've, I am fortunate that I have her to look up to and to be able to, you know, help guide me as a mother now as well. That's so sweet. <laughs> nice. What is something that has surprised you about motherhood? Oh, probably the biggest thing that has surprised me 
is how time, how fast time goes by, how quickly they have grown up. I, when they're little, sometimes you just feel like you're in this black hole of like toddlers and this constant exhaustion and this constant like over alertness, you know, making sure that everybody is safe. And I, when I was in it, I don't know that I appreciated it as much because I just thought it was never going to pass. And now that's passed and I miss it so much, you know? <laughs> and I think that's probably the, been the hardest thing is, is about motherhood is just, it's just constantly fluctuating. It's constantly changing and it's changes really quickly, really quickly. Oh, okay. Well, you just <laughs> answered my next question, but do you have any other thoughts about what's been hard about motherhood? teenage girls. <laughs> um, you know, without divulging her secrets, uh, I've had to deal with things that I just never thought that I would have to deal with with teenage girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned the eating disorder earlier. Is she doing okay now? Yeah, she's fine now. Um, you know, that I think that was just all response of uh, divorce, unfortunately, but yeah, she's, she's much, she's very feisty and very, she's great. She's that's really good. good. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And that's good that you're aware of mental health stuff like that, because sometimes that can be easy to, um, well, I don't know. I guess it depends on the time period. You know, I feel like mental health stuff is, is much more talked about now and it's okay. There's still some stigma around it, but it's much less so. So right. it's, it's good that you're aware of that and looking out for your kids' mental health. Well, yeah, for sure. You know, I think it's, I, I think sometimes when we feel like, you know, we, we feel like maybe if our child is having some mental health issues, I think sometimes maybe we would want to block it. You know, I felt that before, you know, just because I have guilt, you know, like, is this because of me? Is this my fault? Um, you know, it'd be easy to kind of just brush it under the rug, but I think it's better not to for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. What is something about motherhood that's brought you joy? Oh, everything really. I mean, besides the hard points, you know, I know those are the easiest things to talk about. It's my, so my 20 year old and I, we went through a patch where I actually, he had to go live with his dad. It was very, very contentious in the home. And I, you know, quote unquote, kicked him out. I mean, I didn't kick him to the streets. He just went to go live with his dad on the street. But, um, the thing that has brought me so much joy is that through a lot of hard work on both of our parts, we have, we have such a close relationship now and it's been so much fun, you know, getting to be on the side of being more of his friend and being more of his confidant than his mother. Now that he's 20, you know, that, that has brought me a lot of joy. You know, if I had to go down the line, like I would say that would probably be the best thing with him with, you know, with my, with my daughters, it's just seeing how, you know, how witty they are and how quick they are and how smart they are. And then with my youngest is he's just definitely has such a tender heart and he's just definitely has his own personality. And those are the things that, you know, you kind of like take a step back and you're like, I had to have done something right along the way because these kids are awesome. You know, that's so sweet. That just warms (laughs) my heart. Aww. (laughs) Aww. What advice would you give someone like me who's getting ready for motherhood? just enjoy it. Enjoy like every single step, you know, just whatever your heart tells you that you want to do, just do it. Like hold the baby all day. If you want to, you know, like seriously, 
if you want to, you know, just have the baby sleep with you, have the baby sleep with you. And you're like, it's really just such a blip of time that those, you'll never get those moments back. And just really, I would say, just be present for it all. Just really, really like take a step back and just look at it and take a lot of pictures and videos, a lot of videos. I, I have a lot of pictures, but I don't have as many videos. And I wish I did. I wish I had more videos. I wish I could hear their voices when they were little and how they walked and, you know, like little things like that. Uh-huh. Oh, cute. <laughs> okay. Good advice. Thank you. Yes, absolutely. Well, it has been such a joy. Thanks for chatting with me. Thanks, is there, fun. yeah. Is there anything else you want to add? I don't think so. No, I feel like I've already chatted enough. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And Andrea, thank you so much for talking with me. It stuck out to me when you said, what does it matter if my house is clean if my kids are miserable? What a good reminder to let the little things go and just focus on what truly matters and being present. It's easy to get sucked into my own head or to get sucked into focusing on annoyances that turn into big issues when they don't have to be. So thank you for the reminders to just chill and be present. And thank you for sharing about your postpartum depression. That super sucks. I'm so sorry you went through that. Um, But again, thank you for being open about it. If you, listener, are struggling with postpartum depression or any other mental health issue, please reach out to someone. If you don't know where to start and you live in the United States, you can call the 24-7 National Helpline at 1-800-662-HELP or 1-800-662-4357. If you, listener, would like to come on the podcast to share your experiences of being a mom, send me a message. Or if you know someone who would be interested in chatting with me, send them my way. I'd love to chat. You can reach out to me on the Laura Asks About Motherhood Facebook page or Instagram account. Please subscribe and thanks for listening.